There are so many religions in the world. How are they similar and how are they different? We need to know. The culturally correct view is to blend them all together as equally relevant and legitimate. But is that true? Prior to becoming a follower of Jesus, your host, Mike Shreve, was an avid seeker of truth, exploring many paths to spirituality. One of his passions now is to help bridge the gap so that others can discover the true light, which gives light to everyone entering the world. Now, here's Mike Shreve revealing the true light. Welcome to Revealing the True Light. This episode is going to be a powerful and informative program. I have as my guest Abani Greppi, who is a former Umbanda spiritist medium who was transformed by an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. She just released a small mini book on her testimony called From Spirit Guides to the Holy Spirit, published by Deeper Revelation Books. And you can get her book on thetruelight.net. Also, her testimony is there under written stories. So you can get more detail by going to the website. But we're very delighted to have Avani on the program today. Instantly, she is a registered nurse. And she and her husband live in Florida. And they have a wonderful outreach to people of her former mindset that God is developing more and more. So welcome to you and also welcome to Avani. So grateful that you're on the program today. Let me start by just asking a very basic and important question. What is Umbanda Spiritism? Thank you for having me, Pastor Mike. Umbanda Spiritism is a religion in Brazil. It stems from a belief system called Ifa that is known here in the United States from the Yoruba people in Africa. This belief system came to Brazil through the slave trade. Many slaves were brought to Brazil during the colonial period, and they brought with them their belief system. Umbanda stems from this belief system from the African slaves, and it is also connected to other uh, similar faiths or belief systems such as Candomblé, which is a Brazilian faith uh, system, Kimbanda, and also others like Voodoo and Santaria, to name a few. So uh, Voodoo is like in Haiti and Santeria. Mm -hmm. You find that in Mexico. And so all of them are related and all of them are similar? They're all very similar and they all stem from African belief system from the Yoruba people because all these African slaves that were brought to the Americas and to the Caribbean brought with them their faith of worshiping these deities that we will talk about as the program goes on. Well, that this is a good time to start. What deities mm -hmm. are worshipped in Umbanda Spiritism? It changes with different temples or different... There's a little variation here or there, but there's 12 main deities that are called Orishas. It's spelled O-R-I-X-A-S. These are godlike entities, and they are connected to Catholic saints. The Umbanda religion, just like the other religions that we mentioned, Voodoo, Santeria, they are syncretic religions with African roots that uh, blend with Catholicism. And that was so because in, in the days of the slaves, 
Catholicism mm-hmm. was imposed on them, right? They exactly. they had yeah. to assimilate that into their belief system. Did they hide mm-hmm. their connection to their original religious practices somehow? Yes, they did. Uh, I know, especially here, or actually any any of these countries, they had to hide the, the slave masters, which were European, did not allow them to practice their faith. So that's how they would blend it in with, for example, the different gods or the different deities. Give me a couple of examples, have... like. Okay. For example, Yemanja, which was my spirit guide, is... And, and also, another important factor about these Orishas or these uh, deities, they are connected to natural elements. So, for example, Yemanja is a beautiful goddess of the sea, and she is syncretized with, uh, they say, Our Lady of Navigators, but it's uh, Mary, the Virgin Mary. So there's a connection of water, the ocean, birth, fertility, and so on with this type of deity. Another one would be, uh, for example, Ogun, syncretized with St. George. Um, Now, what is the chief chief deity in Umbanda Spiritism? Well, they have Oshala, which is syncretized as Jesus. But Olorun is the divine supreme God. Olorun is what we would know as God, but, of course, it's God with a little g, and that's the supreme. There's also that belief. There's a pantheon, you know, the many gods, but there's one supreme God, which is called Olorum, and and they're organized. There's a hierarchy that they organize through this system. Now, isn't Umbanda uh, focused on ancestor worship also? Yes, they also worship, uh, for example, dead slaves. They, there are certain people that their spirit guides are they're called old black men, old black woman. It's a you know, a spirit of a dead slave that comes, and that can be a spirit guide. Uh, they can also have sailors. They have gypsy spirits. So there are many different. Besides the the main Orishas, the main deities, they have other spirits that are also worshipped. And they also uh, possess the mediums within the temple of the Umbanda. So the, medium, or, the, like a, the mediums claim to be able to channel these mm-hmm. spirit beings uh, in the services in the temple. Is that correct? It's correct. And each medium usually will have their main, it, it's called the head spirit guide or the main spirit guide. For example, for me, Yemanja the goddess of the sea was my main spirit guide, but then you have others within the lineage, and it could be other deities, or it could be other ancestor spirits, like uh, the uh, African slaves, or gypsies, or if they even have spirits of children. Uh, it goes on and on. It does many, many uh, different uh, offshoots from this specific 12, you know, from the main Orishas, from the main deities. Now, I know how we come together as Christians, and we have a certain method of approaching God and worshiping God and lifting our hands and listening to the word preached and then having altar calls. And It's a certain approach to our congregational meetings. What is the approach of Umbanda Spiritist 
when they come together and when they mm-hmm. worship and uh, participate in their services? In the temple, the it's usually divided. There's just like a church, you have the pews or, or benches to the back of the room, to the front of the room, there'll be an altar. In the altar, there'll be, it's called the conga, there'll be uh, all these saints, and which, like I said, can be Catholic saints, Jesus, uh, crosses, and then they also have statues of the actual images of their deities as far as Yemanja, you know, instead of seeing an image of the Virgin Mary, you see the, the deity with long black hair, long blue dress, uh, seashells coming from her hands, things like that. Or you have Ogun or Shasi. Uh, Oshasi would be it's Saint Sebastian. It could be Saint Sebastian statue on the altar. So again, that's that where the syncretism comes in. So that's the altar. Then you have drums on each side of the altar. There are candles. There are flowers. And then on the bottom of the altar is where the statues of the Ishu spirit guys are, which are the dark spirits, or we we would call demonic, but it's not recognized as demons in Umbanda because they don't believe in heaven or hell. So then the service usually starts with worship songs, clapping of hands, singing, dancing, and there's a certain uh, way of dances, and it's very African-looking. Uh, People wear white, they wear beads, and once the service starts, there's also the main medium will draw a circle on the floor and with symbols inside that represents his main uh, spirit guide. Candles are put within that circle and he gets possessed. And then one by one, each of the mediums in a semicircle around the room will be possessed as they're called through song or through the, the main medium. Well, what happens so, when they are possessed? Do they communicate some kind of message? Do they reveal secrets about people's lives? What do they do when they come under this demonic possession? First, there's the, like I said, there's the dancing and the worshiping. And then once that celebration and the first uh, worship session is done, each medium will be in a certain area of the temple. And people that are in the congregation, you could say, they would come inside and have what they call consultations with each of these mediums. Just I like see. you would with with a doctor or with a counselor, and the the medium is possessed and the entity speaking through them. Sometimes they have translators that will actually translate for the person because a lot of times they speak in in different languages or are difficult to understand languages. So there there may be a translator and they will give healing energy passes. They'll they'll reveal things like you said. They'll break curses, and this goes on and on. Well, you know, I could dig into all of that a lot deeper, but (laughs) I need to jump into another real important question. How do you connect the dots between Umbanda Spiritism and the Black Lives Movement? It's very interesting because I I recently made the the connection myself. I I wasn't aware that it was practiced through BLM, uh, the co-founders, Patrice Collis, she's a co-founder, and the BLM LA co-founder, who's Melina Abdullah, who's also a college professor, they both are AFA practitioners, which is the same as, very similar to Umbanda that I've described. 
they practice this faith that comes from Yoruba, from Africa. And through their own words, and I have quotes in an article that I wrote, they claim and they make the assertion that Black Lives Matter is a spiritual movement. And when they come to the protest and they recite the names of the victims and they chant their names, uh, you'll notice if you hear them say, say their name, say their name, they say the name. And after the name, they pronounce a word. It's pronounced Ashe. And that is calling up the dead. So when they say their names, they're, they're bringing up the dead. So it's a spiritual process that they're developing right there. In so, the someone will, so someone will shout, say their name, and they shout mm-hmm. the name of someone who's been killed by a police officer mm-hmm. Or some other situation that they feel is unjust and they are protesting against it. And certainly, in some cases, I believe they have a legitimate cause to be concerned. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, then the people, after the name is shouted, say, Ashe. And that's kind of similar Mm -hmm. to the word Amen uh, in its meaning. Uh, Is that true? Yes. Yes, it could be. Uh, It's actually defined as the power to make things happen or so or so let it be. That's the definition of Ashe. But it's also used in greeting and in prayers. It relates to spiritual growth. So when they say the name, they're saying his name, but they're calling him of the dead. They're calling him to come within their midst. It's his spirit to be there. Which is and, actually a practice that God forbids in the Bible. And God very yeah. clearly in Deuteronomy said that the reason he drove the Canaanite tribes out of the land of promise and gave it to the children of Israel was because of their false occultic practices, which includes spiritism and necromancy, which is contacting the dead. And I don't believe yeah. God was withholding from them a legitimate experience. I believe God was trying to prevent the Israelites by being contaminated by a false or deceptive experience. Because would you agree that when they try to call up the dead, that yes, there are some spiritual manifestations, there are some powerful manifestations, but it's not actually that dead person. Is that true? Absolutely true. There is no spirit from the dead walking among us. These are demons posing as that dead person or the deity or or an ancestor spirit. So would you so I do agree absolutely. Would you say that when they have these protests and they begin calling on the names of those who have been killed that yes. there is a power that energizes the crowd and absolutely. motivates them and drives them into this mindset of rioting, but do you feel like it's not a true presentation of what's going on, but a false and deceptive demonic possession where they come under the presence of a demon spirit or the influence of a demon spirit? And that's why it gets so violent, because Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And all of the demons that serve under him have the same kind of mindset. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, is there is there anything else about what the Black Lives Movement does that connects it to Umbanda Spiritism? It's very interesting because this they they don't show this. Uh, they, they do not allow this to be shown on camera because, um, as 
one of the uh, leaders, uh, they say it takes away from the energy and the concentration. So before every single protest, and this is coming from them, from their own testimonies, uh, from their interviews that I have quoted on, on an article, they pour libation on the ground while chanting Ashe and calling the names of the deceased. And the ritual pouring libation is common in many religions. It's an offering to deities or spirits of the dead. And we did that. We did that in Umbanda. And, you know, we that was very common to, to pour. And they also have areas where they put flowers and they put little altars. And it's a religious ceremony that they're using with during these protests. They're, they're combining two things, a political desire and their agenda of Black Lives Matter, which, like you said, a lot of it is legitimate because there is unjust prejudice and there is injustness and that needs to be addressed, but it's taken to the spiritual level where things are demonic. And well, the civil rights movement uh, in the beginning with Martin Luther King had a spiritual element to it, but it was biblically based. And so right, there, it there was. Was a, a, mm-hmm. I believe there was a powerful presence of the Holy Spirit in many of those meetings, convicting people of the sin of prejudice and yes, trying to bring ra- racial equality into our culture, mm-hmm. into our society, which is very important. Uh, yes. I, I agree with that. We are equal mm-hmm. before God. We are all of one blood. Mm-hmm. We all came from Adam and Eve. And we are brothers and sisters in a natural sense because we're all part yes. of the same human race. There's only one race, and that's the human race. And there's a lot yeah. of diversity in that. Well, let me connect the dots now to Beyonce and some other celebrities. You said uh, that there's a connection there between them and Umbanda Spiritism. Explain that. Mm-hmm. Yes, again, I was surprised to to see this. Uh, the first time I realized with uh, Beyonce was during the 2017 Grammy Awards. She paid homage to the goddess Oshun. We call it Oshun. Here it's pronounced Oshun. She's a goddess of water, fertility, almost similar to Yamanja. And she also uh, pays homage to Yamanja in one of, her, uh, one of the videos. So Beyonce brings all the knowledge of this Ifa, Yoruba, slash Umbanda, Voodoo, everything that we mentioned before, to light through her music, through her art, her videos. So it's, and even her husband, uh, Jay-Z, has a rap where he talks about his Orisha, or his spirit guide, called Shango, which is the father of fire, lightning, and thunder. Which would make... Shango... Uh, which, I'm sorry for interrupting, but uh, which... Uh, I've, got, I've got to say this. Which would make it very dangerous for people to listen to Beyonce... For kids, mm-hmm. for teenagers, to it, listen to Beyonce's yeah. uh, music or her husband's mm-hmm. music because there's a transfer of spirit going on because music... Mm-hmm. And lyrics contain spirit. And if it's music and lyrics that worship the true God, then that's Mm -hmm. a vehicle for the Holy Spirit to be expressed. But if it's false deities, then that's false spirits, evil spirits that are are using that music to infiltrate the lives and hearts of those who sway with the music and sing along with Beyonce. So Mm -hmm. uh, it's not Mm -hmm. a good thing, is it? Especially 
the young, no, no. Especially, it, there, it's very influential with the younger generation. And there are many girls that are looking up how to channel Oshun, like Beyonce. You can, the, there are articles online about that. So these girls are opening themselves up to demonic possession and they don't even know what they're doing. Well, that is because demons, they don't care. They don't ask permission. So it's, it's a very dangerous practice. And there are other, many other uh, celebrities, as you mentioned. Well, mention a few. Okay. Uh, there is uh, the former wife of uh, Mayor Billy Brown. She practiced it. There's Yayana Van Zandt. She has a program on Oprah Winfrey Net Network that she does uh, counseling, and she's very well-known. She's a Ifa priestess, and she has a website where she teaches all about this Yoruba Ifa religion, and she um, has spiritual training, life coaches, and so on. Then you have Usher, Jennifer Lopez, Celia Cruz, Chaka Khan, 21 Savage. These are rappers, and some of them are Hispanic. Uh, like Celia Cruz died. She was Cuban. So, yeah, they, they claim to all be practitioners of Yoruba. Wow. So, so it's becoming yeah. much more widespread than most people realize. And very influential. Yeah. Very influential in very our culture. Very influential. Absolutely. And it's something that was so common in other countries like Brazil, Cuba, uh, Caribbean, South America, Central America. It's very, very you know, everyone knows what that is. Immediately people can identify. But here in America, it's been here. It's nothing new. It's not a new faith. It's not a new religion. It's been here for since the Africans were brought to America. But it was always kept within that culture. Now, because of the celebrity status and Black Lives Matters movement, uh, it's coming to the forefront and it's being exposed for what it is. It's a spiritual practice that's very dangerous. And I think people need to be aware. And I'm glad. And thank you so much for, for being able to share this because many people don't understand what's going on. And it's by not understanding and, like you said, listening to the music and following the movement and calling on the names, people are participating in demonic practices. Now, let's get to a, a different stage of the interview and a very important one. We've got about five minutes left. I'd like you to share how you got involved in Umbanda Spiritism and how you were converted and how your life mm -hmm. was changed. Okay. I was born in Brazil. I grew up with mediums in my family. My grandparents and great-grandparents were practicing mediums. I grew up seeing spirits that we called shadow people. Uh, shadow people? Why do you call yes, them shadow, shadow people? people? They're shadowy manifestations. They have uh, the forms of human humanoid forms, but they're, they're, they're spirits. And they're called shadow people because they look like shadows. And they follow... When I was little, they followed me all around, everywhere, night and day in school. And I was told from early on that I was a medium. And when I became older, I would become, uh, I would be trained to be a medium to be able to control these spirits that were always surrounding me. And I would have my spirit guide to help me. So then when I was nine, I came to the United States. And when I was 14, I went back to Brazil. And that's when I was indoctrinated into the Umbanda spiritism. And I became a, a Umbanda medium at the age of 14 and became 
totally immersed in this practice and continued on until my adult life, until I was, I came back to the United States, obviously, until I was 38 years old and a pastor from Brazil, missionary pastor, um, Alexandre Oberlander is his name. He came to my parents' printing shop, introduced himself, witnessed to my sister, and she gave her life to Christ. And after a long, it's in my uh, testimony book, after a long struggle, I finally agreed to to be delivered from this uh, deception that I believed my entire life, and I was saved by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that day forth, I've been set free, and it's, there, there are no words that can express the joy and, and freedom and, and beautiful light that came into my life since then. Now, when your sister was saved, you got very angry about it, didn't you? I was extremely angry. I didn't believe in the Bible. I really didn't like evangelicals. I did not like Christianity. I believed it was a man-made religion to control people. So, yes, I was very angry. And it took it, the pastor was very uh, persistent and very faithful. And he, because he knew my background, he understood what I was against. He was able to walk us through it, and, and my family, um, they all converted before I did, obviously, and were very helpful with the prayers and the fasting and, and God's leading into my final deliverance and conversion. Now you very, went, very powerful. You went through a deliverance session with him. How long did it take? How long did it last for him to pray those demons out of your life and and how traumatic was it for you to go through that? Well, it started at five, and I just remember closing my eyes, and I remember snippets of the what happened throughout the, the deliverance. Mostly I remember just pulling things out of shelves and drawers that were connected to my uh, beliefs in the past that were had demonic ties, you know, books and jewelry, my my uh, statues of my, my Orisha deities and beads, things like that. So when I finally was set free and this demonic spirits, these demons were cast out of me, I opened my eyes to look at the clock and it was 2 o'clock in the morning. So it was a total of eight hours that uh, this took place. It was very resistant. I don't remember a lot of it, but my sister was there and she told me in details what happened. And it was just when I opened my eyes, being after the deliverance, I felt the, for the first time in my life, I felt so much peace and so much joy. And there was so much brightness around me that I had never experienced before in my life. It was truly being born again. It was that sensation. I was a new creature in Christ because I was that free. And I never realized how, how entangled I was in this demonic bondage all my life, all my life. Well, thank God uh, he brought you into the family of God, into the sheepfold, Amen. into the church, into Amen. the bride of Christ, and you found Praise the truth. God. And when you know the truth, the truth shall make you free. That's exactly uh, what Jesus you? promised. Well, there's a lot Amen. more details to your story. And if you're yeah. interested in knowing more about Umbanda Spiritism, knowing more about the Black Lives Movement Connection, knowing more about various celebrities that are involved in Umbanda Spiritism, then go to the website, thetruelight.net, 
and look under stories and then under written stories, you'll find Ivana Greppi's story there. And she goes into more detail. And also there'll be an article from her in the near future about what Umbanda Spiritism is all about. And it will go into greater detail. Also, you can get her book, uh, From Spirit Guides to the Holy Spirit, in our bookstore on thetruelight.net. So be sure to explore all these things and become very educated in this so that you can communicate it to others. Thank you very much, Mm -hmm. Abani, for being a part of this interview. I believe it's going to help a lot of people. And God bless you. God bless your family. And may God use this book, which incidentally is not only in English, but in Portuguese. And your testimony on thetruelight.net is available not only in English, but in Portuguese. So share it with your Portuguese or Brazilian friends. And let's get the word out that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Thank you for joining Mike Shreve today on Revealing the True Light. And thank you for opening your mind and your heart to the truth. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, cpnshows.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss new episodes. You can explore the beliefs of many world religions more deeply by ordering Mike Shreve's book titled In Search of the True Light. We also invite you to visit our website, thetruelight.net, and sign up to be part of our global internet family.